This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. You know, we talk a lot about our southern border, and for obvious reasons, but we talk a lot less about our northern border with Canada. That border, at 5,500 miles, is almost three times longer than our southern border and far less secured. Combine that with Canada's very permissive immigration and asylum laws, and you have a situation where our northern border is only as secure as that of our neighbors to the north. Not to mention all the smart-ass Canucks that end up on Saturday Night Live. To talk about this, we're joined now by Mike Phillip, host of a Maranuk radio that airs right here on the Mojo Five O radio network at 2 p.m. Eastern. I believe that's uh, 12 Mountain Standard Time. Mike's an American, but he lives north of the wire in Edmonton, Alberta, and talks about the intersection of all things Canadian and the lower 48. Mike, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Jim. You've got a great show, and uh, I'm honored to uh, join you today. Yeah, I read a little bit about your uh, bio, and uh, you've come up in the radio biz and uh, have become a sort of an aficionado of talk radio, and I've listened to your show for quite a while. And i got to tell you, I really enjoy it. I, I love the production values, and, uh, and there's al- it's always a good discussion on your show. So uh, tell the listeners right now, what's an American doing up there in Canada? You know, the only Americans that I know that ended up in Canada – were friends of my oldest brother who uh, who went up there in the 1970s when their number came up. Well, let's be clear, Jim. I was born in Alberta, Canada, okay? My uh-huh. father's from Chicago, served in the U.S. military. Gotcha. Uh, I've got an uncle in Arlington National uh, Cemetery. I've got a cousin in the Air Force stationed over in South Korea. Uh, my Uncle Bob was in the military, and I'm uh, so my dad came up here and ended up meeting my mother, who is from this area, very small town in rural Alberta. So it was uh, quite a contrast between having the two of them as parents. And, uh, but my father was fiercely, fiercely pro-American. So I was raised uh, with that lens growing up, and I studied the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and I looked into the founding and philosophy of the two countries between Canada and the United States of America. And when I reached a certain age, Jim, I went and I jumped through a bunch of hoops using my dad's old army papers and everything. I, uh, I'm an American by choice. Hell yeah. And, and I, I like it that way, and I'm very proud of my heritage. And I, I'm literally a missionary for individual freedom in a socialist country. Now, Canadians, on the whole, are great people, but they have been severely brainwashed into a very bad situation that we're facing today. 
You mentioned the immigration. Uh, you mentioned, I mean, there's so many things that we could touch on here. And right now in Alberta, where I live, we are absolutely standing on the precipice of a Holocaust being brought in by socialist policies, uh, color of law, if you, if you dig right into it, none of the things that are happening are actually lawful and uh, uh, people are losing out. We've had four energy companies, uh, one of the biggest ones in Canada, uh, which is called Ancana, leave, pull up their stakes and head down to the United States. There's been 150,000 jobs lost so far. But uh, if you want to get into uh, laying the bed for what set this situation up to happen in the first place, I could give you a little history, and I'd be happy to do it, Jim. Well, you, you touched there on the energy situation and uh, and uh, oil companies uh, bugging out of Canada to come uh, come down here. Is that yeah. uh, related to this uh, climate change hysteria? Is the the government in Canada uh, trying to to stop oil exploration up there? 100%, but what you've got to understand, and uh, to, to understand the situation really well, I encourage you and your listeners to go and watch a, a documentary film about a half an hour long that's been just recently produced called Over a Barrel, and Over a Barrel gets into how uh, foreign nationals with uh, business interests with U.S. oil and gas and Saudi Arabian energy production have spent massive amounts of money to demonize the Alberta energy production industry. Now that, that's the oil you, shells, right? That's correct. And w- what happened was uh, they, they framed our oil sands up in Fort McMurray, Alberta as dirty oil. Okay. And, and they spent massive amounts of money on these campaigns to convince Canadians coast to coast that they're, that they're bad. Now, I'm just going to, I'm going to jump around a little bit, Jim, so that you understand the situation between Alberta and its relationship with the rest of Canada. We're right there if with you, Mike. Back, excellent. So if you go back to the sixties, they passed what was called the equalization act and the equalization and act in Canada means that have provinces give up large sums of money to the federal government to dole out to have not provinces. So, what has happened over the years, Alberta has been uh, grifted to the tune of about $20 billion a year, which they take to Ottawa and give the lion's share of it to Quebec. Right. So, uh, and that's the, that's the fun social welfare programs and the, uh, the huge immigration racket that they've got going on. It's a gigantic nationwide welfare program. And so what you had happen was uh, provinces like Quebec and Ontario had a monetary incentive to cut back on their own industry like mining and oil and gas production, uh, the fisheries out east uh, in the, uh, the maritime provinces. So what they would do is they would curtail their own uh, electricity production, energy production, mining, forestry, in order to get these federal funds. Now, Alberta has a population of roughly 4 million people. And with the wealth that Alberta has generated, uh, kids here should be driving Ferraris like Dubai. But instead, the federal government took it. They bought off Quebec. They And, and now what has happened now with this massive push to demonize Alberta energy as dirty, uh, we've got these coast-to-coast national pipeline projects to get our 
product out to uh, international markets. And, and that would be the, the refineries the, on the Gulf Coast of Texas? Well, we've got lines going down to Texas. I'll, I'll, go in, I'll get into that in a little bit. But these other pipelines would be getting them overseas to markets like China and India and, and huge markets that we need in order to get this out. So to the west of us, the province of British Columbia, the people were convinced that if there was a pipeline going through their province, that it would pose a danger to their environment. Now, I could go on all day about how oil is made by the earth, and if you get a little bit of it on the earth, it's, uh, we'll return it's to not going to do... Yeah, it will return to the earth. In fact, areas where you do reclamation work, if there's been an oil spill or a blowout, if you go back in a year, the plant life and foliage is on average two feet higher than the plant life around it because of the rare earth minerals in that oil. But it doesn't matter to these people. So what they did was they uh, pulled off these provincial uh, laws and resolutions to block us from having our product shipped to the coast where it can get shipped out to international markets. Now, if you go east of us, Quebec and Montreal did the same thing. Uh, Even though both of these, uh, Vancouver and and Montreal, dump millions of tons of raw sewage into the Pacific Ocean and the St. Lawrence Seaway, they're blocking our oil. Now, at the same time, what they're doing is taking federal funds and buying oil and gas from the United States and a large chunk of it from Saudi Arabia. Well, my understanding was the Keystone XL pipeline and the Dakota pipeline Mm -hmm. uh, was all about moving the the oil from the uh, Canadian oil sands fields uh, down to the refineries in in Houston so that they could could move the product offshore. Well, you're correct about that, but what you need to understand is oil that we sell to the United States is way below market value. So we don't get proper, proper market price per barrel for everything going down to the United States. It's pennies on the dollar where we would get that full value to international markets. And they just had a spill with the Keystone Pipeline, and everybody is freaking out. Now, what you need to understand, when that happens, they notice a drop in pressure immediately on the pipeline. They shut it down. They send out welders. They find the problem, and they fix it. That, that oil that's spilled on the ground is not going to be a problem whatsoever, but the media hypes it up, and you've got, how dare you with, you know, great to Tittenberg. Well, that's why, that. that's why the environmentalists in the United States were so determined to shut down those pipelines. It's because they wanted to deny that oil exploration to Canada. That was at the same time yeah. when the Obama administration was trying to put a lid on the oil exploration in the United States. They basically want to uh, shut down fossil fuels uh, sort of out, of out of an ideological fervor more than uh, any sort of rational uh, policy. But um, I, I, I hear what you, I hear what you're saying that uh, that the other provinces are robbing Alberta blind because you guys are generating the uh, the oil revenues. Uh, that sounds to me like a a recipe for resentment. Uh, has there any rumblings about a secessional secession movement up there? Well, you're talking to the right guy because I've been talking about that for a very long time. Because you know, here's the thing: we we were able to generate such a huge amount of wealth that people were living high on the hog here, even though a big chunk of it was getting ripped off. And so people put their head down and said, okay, you know what? It's fine. And 
I have been an advocate of Alberta cutting ties with the rest of Canada and possibly becoming a U.S. state uh. or an <laughs> independent uh, republic. That's another possibility. Or, you know, a U.S. territory as well. I mean, Trump was talking about... Well, we, we, would, need, we would need to cut you guys up into about four states so we could have uh, at least eight senators from uh, from Alberta. <laughs> well, those are all options worth looking at. But the thing is, every time you bring it up, I mean, before in the past, people would look at me like I had a third arm growing out of the side of my head <laughs> and say, oh, that'll never happen here. We've got oil right under our feet. We'll never go broke. And I said to them, do you think that guys living in Sudan are living high on the hog because they got diamonds under their feet? Or Venezuela. Venezuela is flush with oil. Venezuela. Yeah. Exactly. And Venezuela has huge amounts of national resources. But they uh, they cut their own hands off, basically. They allowed Marxism to take root, uh, the same that's uh, going on in uh, some of the other provinces of Canada. 100%. And uh, here's the thing. It doesn't just hurt us. Now, uh, Albertans spent a huge amount of money in tourism dollars in British Columbia. That's done. Uh, guys from Newfoundland, Labrador, and New Brunswick over in the Maritime provinces would fly out here and work for two weeks, fly home, and have the money to buy a new truck and a house, that's all dried up. And what these, you know, when they see these kids, what the hell does a kid know, right, Jim? I mean, you see them being whipped up to into a frenzy, being told that the planet and their puppy dog is going to die in 12 years if Alberta gets its filthy oil to market, but we'll take that oil from the guys that'll cut their wife's head off or throw a glass of acid in their face. That's the crazy thing about it. If we keep our oil in the ground, they'll just uh, double the production over there in the Middle East. Uh, The the environmental impact will be exactly the same, except for we will no longer be the masters of our own fate. Well, the environmental impact will be 100 times worse. Um, We have some of the cleanest drilling practices on the planet. Bar none, we have the, the most ethical energy production in the world. Not only that, the Canadian, uh, well, specifically Albertan oil workers are revered around the world in foreign oil patches for their level of competence. And uh, I've known guys that work all over the planet, and uh, they were sought out by foreign oil companies because they were from here and because we have such high safety and cleanliness standards. Mike, I need to run out to a break, but I want you to stick with me uh, uh, to the other side if you're available. Sure, I can do that, Jim. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about the the political climate north of the border in the Great White North with Mike Phillip of Ameranuk Radio right after these messages. Stick with us. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine 
determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-238-4840. 800-238-4840. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. We're talking with Mike Phillip, host of Ameranuk Radio, that also airs right here on Mojo at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I believe that's 12 Mountain Standard Time. Uh, Mike, as we went out to the break, I was uh, we were talking about the uh, the energy situation up there, but I want to get a, a sort of an overall picture for the listeners of the uh, the political situation up there. We know that just recently uh, the Canadians reelected uh, Justin Trudeau, who had just been revealed to have been a serial um, um, offender of wearing blackface uh, yeah. just in the last uh, 10 or 15 years. Uh, and he is liberal. now heading up a, a minority government. Uh, we're sort of unfamiliar with the parliamentary system. So uh, give us a layout of the political uh, dynamics in Canada. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to the situation in contrast between Alberta and the rest of Canada for the political situation. We have a parliamentary system. Uh, Canada was made a country by an act signed in a foreign legislature brought across the Atlantic Ocean. America beat the bloody British back to the sea. Canada signed a bunch of deals. Okay? God save the queen. So Canada, yeah, exactly, and uh, I, I don't get it. 2020 and we need a queen right it doesn't make sense to me it's archaic and anyways back to the parliamentary system so we have what is called the house of commons and each area of the country has a uh, or riding as they call it has an mp or a member of parliament okay and then you have so many seats in the house of commons where they hold votes on national law and policy now, the entire province of Alberta has 34 seats in the House of Commons. By contrast, the city of Toronto has 37. So by the time a national election vote is held in Canada, by, by the time the votes are cast in Eastern Standard Time, in the eastern part of the country between Ontario and Quebec, the election is decided before anybody goes to the polls here. You well, I've spent, some, I've spent some time in Toronto, and it's like being dropped uh, into sort of some sort of uh, cosmopolitan um, polyglot. Mogadishu. Uh, well, some areas, Mogadishu, <laughs> some areas, China, some areas, uh, right. uh, the Middle East. Uh, you know, there are, uh, there are still, uh, you know, traditional Canucks up there as well, but uh, they, yeah. they appear to be in the minority to me. Well, they listen, up here in the school system, what they were doing, we had this class called social studies. And what they taught you 
was that America is bad because it is a melting pot. Canada, however, is good because we're a mosaic, like oh. a blanket with it. Oh, I know. And we're going to have every culture of the world living side by side, practicing their own culture, and everybody's going to hold hands and sing the theme song from the Smurfs at 3 o'clock every day. And Sa- it'll be sounds so like a, another experiment in, in uh, multiculturalism. They used to call the Balkans over in Eastern Europe. and uh, Exactly. And- and and that yeah, uh, that, was recipe, that was a recipe that was a recipe yeah. for warfare and uh, sectarian violence. One hundred percent. Listen, some cultures don't mix. That's it. That's all. If you want to be an American, you come over and you be an American. You sign, you know, you swear an oath to the and pledge to the the flag, the Constitution, allegiance. You know what I mean? Uh, here. It's like you're encouraged to set up your own little enclave. And, I mean, this happens in the U.S. too. I mean, look at the situation in Minneapolis and places like that. But uh, here it's encouraged and it's official policy. Well, tell, so, me, how, tell uh, me how Justin Trudeau got elected and how he's heading the government and what happened to the conservatives up there. Justin Trudeau got elected by pandering to the east. Now, industry, like I said before, has been largely smashed in Ontario. So – uh, people in the Maritimes and Ontario and a lot of Quebec basically cast a vote based on who's going to get the most federal money. And so the Liberal Party of Canada is the one that, you know, promises the, the buco welfare bucks, and they ride on that. Well, you know, people out west are more self-determined. Uh, Alberta is a lot like Texas, to be quite honest with you. I know a lot of people who have business holdings between Alberta and Texas. I worked in the oil patch myself. I worked on a lot of equipment that was headed to Utah, Texas, Colorado. And so, yeah, for the listeners that are not aware, Alberta is a Western state. Uh, They're very uh, reminiscent of uh, Colorado or Utah or, or even Wyoming. Very much. So we have uh, very strong uh, gun rights values, uh, you know, personal freedom, uh, roll up your sleeves and get at it. You know what I'm saying? And so, but, but it doesn't matter because the votes that are cast in the Canadian political system out East automatically cancel you out. Now, all this money that they've been dumping on Quebec all of this time uh, has resulted in them being able to have a, you know, a 30 hour work week, free childcare, all kinds of goodies like that. And they've got accustomed to that lifestyle. And so, uh, Justin Trudeau panders to that. Now, you mentioned his blackface thing. Uh, it, it, you know, he would go over to India and dress up <laughs> like somebody in a Bollywood movie and oh. do the stupid. Yee, 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 God, it was so embarrassing. And, I was embarrassed oh, for the was, Canadians. Old school Canadians were just horrified. And, and, and listen, after he left Can- uh, India, they canceled a bunch of trade deals because they were insulted by his blatant cultural appropriation <laughs> and pandering. And so it's always, and just like, as like bad governors. dancing in general. Oh, it was just, you know, a man doesn't do that. Like <laughs> act like a man seriously. And you know, he goes and marches in gay pride parades, but he won't show up for any kind of veteran events. We had a veteran, uh, veterans were asking for more money because they're, they're not getting help. They're, they're get, ended up on the street. And, but we had two terrorists, one of it, a guy named Omar Cotter, 
that was went from uh, Ontario as a kid over to Afghanistan through a grenade that killed U.S. Army medic Chris Spears. He was captured, taken to Guantanamo Bay, Canada, uh, leveraged for his release. They brought him back here and gave him $10.5 million, but they didn't have money for these vets. Justin Trudeau told him flat out, uh, we don't um, uh, have the kind of money that you're looking for, but they've got $10.5 million for a guy who killed a U.S. Army medic. I, I, rem- I remember that situation exactly. Let me ask yep. you a serious question here, Mike. Um, yeah. I know that uh, you guys don't have a Bill of Rights to your Constitution up there, and uh, I've, I've just you know been watching from afar as uh, freedom of speech has, uh, has been just totally uh, silenced up there and that they p- actually jailed people for violating their speech codes. Are, are, are you not uh, somewhat concerned of you know, expressing your mind the way you do that uh, you're going to come to the attention of the authorities up there? I have, uh, so I've gotten into situations where we've butted heads in the past. And the last time I spoke to them, they said, have a nice life, Mr. Phillip. Uh, we're halting all action against you. I'm not going to get into depth with that, but there are ways around things. Not only that, but I am an American. And I will play that card if it comes down to I'm it. I'm trying but. to remember the name of that uh, that uh, journalist. He he's a regular guest on Tucker Carlson's show, but he is a Canadian by birth, and uh, and they hauled him into court several times, and he ended up having to move down here to New Hampshire uh, to be able to continue to express himself freely. Okay, so they're not hauling him into court. All right, that's what you need to understand. What they've set up is these color of laws, non-official. They call it. Human rights tribunals. How Soviet sounding is that, right? And and so if you get called before a human rights tribunal, like we had this case of uh, Jessica Yaniv, who was trying to extort money out of, you know, Hindu, Muslim, and Christian women that were running tanning salons and uh, estheticians, uh, saying that, you know, Jessica Yaniv, whose real name is Jonathan, you have to wax my midsection and give me a Brazilian. Uh, and you, you know what I mean? You're, you're, That's what he, they've got to wax his nuggets and, and his junk down there. Uh, yeah. We're well That's familiar correct. with that story down here. Uh, he, ended up, he ended up losing. I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to call him a he since I'm talking to a Canadian or not, but, uh, uh <laughs> he, she ended up losing that case and ended up having to pay the legal fees for the, uh, for the wax salon, as I recall. So he had to pay uh, $2,000 to three of them. So it came out to $6,000. But they handled that whole case with kid gloves, right, saying, well, you know, we totally understand what you're doing, but you can't do this. And, and you know what I mean? And I think that, quite honestly, if it was any other situation, the fine would have been a lot higher. We've had these uh, human rights tribunals uh, get into situations where they – uh, you know, you'd have a, an, a refugee or an immigrant that was renting a house and the owner came over and didn't take their shoes off. So they took them before the human rights tribunal and they ended up taking the house away from the owner and giving it to this refugee. Jesus, Things like that. It's Orwell. Mike, we got about it's, three uh, minutes left. And before I let you go, I want, I want to uh, ask you, um, well, damn, now I forgot what I was going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Um, 
you know, I hear a lot about the secession movement in Quebec, where the the francophiles or the francophones want to want to separate, yeah. and uh, and you know, uh, Ottawa is constantly throwing money at them to keep them within the uh, uh, what do you call it, a federation up there? Um, confederation, yeah. Confederation. Yeah, country, it's confederation. Okay, so uh, what's to keep Alberta and and some of the uh, you know northern territories from doing the same? Well, that's interesting that you ask because uh, I know the leader of the Wexit or Western Exit movement. Uh, I've been preaching uh, to people about uh, Western Canada cutting ties. Now, they had a recent Angus Reid poll where they asked people if they wanted to be part of Canada here in Alberta, and it came out 60% no. Now, Quebec, because they wanted to separate back in the 80s, they had a leader named Rennie Lebesque that was screaming it from the rooftops, and it actually came up before the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled that any province at any time can hold a referendum and secede from confederation. So separation is something that is definitely a hot topic, and it's growing bigger every day. The more these energy companies leave, the more the jobs dry up. It's really waking a lot of them up that there's no benefit to being part of Canada. And if the, if the money is saying that having Canada attached to you is a loser and leaving for the U.S., then that is speaking volumes to Albertans. So, uh, yeah, they're holding rallies in Edmonton, Calgary, and getting large numbers of people out, and our national media is covering it, and what they're doing is attacking it. Now, they never attack it when Quebec talks about separation for all these years, but when Alberta does, they, they uh, the things you see said, it's like, oh, Alberta's such a bunch of whiners, and, oh, you'd be landlocked. Well, Germany and Luxembourg are landlocked. Under UN treaty, you have to let people get their... Uh, energy out or it's a trade embargo we have been joined by mike phillip that's spelled with an f f-i-l-i-p host of Amerinuk radio right here on the mojo 50 radio network 12 p.m mountain time and 2 p.m eastern mike thanks for joining us uh i'd love for you to come back on and talk a little bit more about this if you get a chance anytime jim good talking to you well that takes us you to the end of this edition of right now i want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow for another edition right here on Mojo 5.0. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.